Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see a few of you on already on our regular, awesome, not daylight saving time, uh, which is uh, which is cool. Hey, there we go. We've got uh, Kylie. We've got Alison. Sean. Stewie. Hey, what are you up to, Stewie? Give us a call, mate. We've got a chat. <laughs> Jeff. All booked in, mate. All booked in for the bus tour, Melbourne. Oh, there you go. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks, Luke. Yep, Cass, uh, Cass did a great job last night. Hey, we all know, team, that uh, your property management team are the ones who are going to uh, going to take care of your property, visit it the most, have the most influence on how you feel about your real estate over time. So uh, got to have a good one on your team. My call, Tim, my call is a pause. That's my call. Maybe I'm the ever optimist, Tim, but uh, I think a pause is is uh, in the winds. Uh, there you go. That's my call. It's 50-50, Matt. Everyone split pause and uh, up. I think we, can, we all know uh, that uh, it's coming to its peak, which is good news. Anyway, there you go. Sharon, good morning to you. Mark, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Yep, and uh, Jeff's on the bus tour. Hey, if you haven't booked in for the bus tour with Sam and the team, make sure you get that done. Team, folks, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, that is for sure. There you are going. All right, well, listen, team, let's get on with today's conversation. Uh, maybe just a quick regular intro stuff. If you didn't already know, Jason Witt's my name. Most of you know that already, I'm sure. And if you don't, hello, good morning. This is Wealth Coffee Chats. We've been doing this for a little while. I've been property investing well over 20 years, close to 25 years now. Done over 100 deals myself personally. My clients own over 10,000 properties. 10,000. And that's no joke, folks. That's the real deal. $10,006 billion worth of real estate I help people own in our coaching and mentoring program. And along the way, along the way, Learned one or two things that work for most people. So there you go. And uh, in the mornings, we hang out, have a cup of coffee. Some people drink tea, but this is my cup of coffee. So we can have a bit of a chat about what's going on in the marketplace. There are lots of opinions, lots of opinions when it comes to real estate. Many of them are rubbish uh, because they're not property investors. So today, you're going to hear from an opinion of a property investor, but more importantly, attached to real stuff, owning real investments, doing lots of investing, helping lots of people actually invest. That's my jam. Anyway, there you go. If you're new, say hello. If you're new, say hello in the chat. Great to hear from you. You've got uh, a few of the regulars here. I'm sure they'll welcome you. We have about 30 to 40 new mentoring clients join our coaching and mentoring program every month. We coach across Australia and New Zealand. So if you're in the market for a coach who can help you create your wealth in a six-star team, maybe you want to give us a call. Anyway, there you go. A little plug first up. But today I wanted to talk about something that's quite curious, but also, uh, dare I say it, normal, dare I say it, normal, uh, in the world of real estate, and it's something that happens all around the world when it comes to 
the not only the values of real estate in cities, but uh, something else. And I don't want to give it away, but I want to keep you in suspense for a moment. But let's jump on to um, my little uh, my little handy notepad here, and let's talk about something called the Principal Place of Residence Upgrade Strategy (PPR). Now, um, tell me, put a yes in the chat, or a, a yes or a no, if you've heard. Um, about this strategy, principal place of residence strategy (PPR), uh, which is the principal place of residence upgrade strategy. Folks, is really the point of this one. But put in the in the in the in the chat. Yes, you've heard about it, or no, nah, I haven't heard about it. PPR uh, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade strategy. Uh, UG strategy. Kylie's onto it. Uh, a few of you guys are like, okay, maybe I have, maybe I haven't. This place of resident upgrade. And a few, a few years saying, yeah, we've got it. Right. So what happens uh, as part of your strategy in your acquisitions, your consolidation and your lifestyle world is that you should own a principal place of residence as part of your strategy. It is certainly, uh, it is certainly quite common for most Aussies to use their home, their principal place of residence as their first property that they own. And if you know what you're doing, you can turn it into uh, a catalyst, a rocket booster for your property investing, right? So, and we're, let's talk about this. And let's talk about the principal place of residence. Over time, you might buy that thing, you know, 500K. And over time, let's say you own that property for 40 years. You know, and it might be worth 1.5 million uh, in in the future. Now, along the way, what happens? What's a natural, you know, what's a natural thing in life, folks? That happens. You know, you might buy your first home, but what do you do? You upgrade it. Now, you know, let's say you bought that you were when you were 30. What happens when you're 40? You know, when you're 40, you might have children, so you might need to upgrade, you know, to a bigger house. You know, what happens, and often between 40 and sort of 55, you know, that time frame, which is 15 years, is where people sort of stay put. And then after, after, you know, when the kids leave home and whatever it might be, then, you know, sometimes there might be a downsizing but an upgrading in quality or location or something like that. Usually over the lifetime of most people, there is a three to four times upgrade in a principal place of residence, folks. And the good news about that, if you use it as part of your strategy, as you're part of your wealth creation, is that it can be very, very powerful, especially if you combine it with um, uh, tax minimization strategies, capital gains tax-free, and or a downsize strategy at the end to get some cash into your super or end up with some large chunks of cash. That's not what I'm going to talk about today. But, you know, that's kind of the drill. That's kind of what happens with most homeowners over, you know, let's say a 30 to 40-year period, 30 to 40 years. Oh, 30 to 40 years. So what is going on? What's a curious thing right now over the last decade that uh, is having a little impact in this in the world of real estate uh, is that the holding time frame, the holding time frame on average 
of a Prince of Placer residence um, uh, on a property has increased pretty significantly. And uh, what is that going to do? If you look here, 2010, I chuck my glasses on because I need them these days. Haha, <laughs> there you go. So, 2010, February 2010, the average hold time frame across different cities for units and the average to hold time frame for different cities across houses was significantly lower than it is today. For the most part, the holding time frame of these cities, other than Hobart there with apartments, but uh, you can have a bit of a look. And this is uh, larger stuff, but uh, interesting to flow through and have a think about this, right? The holding time frame has doubled, has doubled when it comes to the amount of time, the length of time a person will stay in a property. And funnily enough, you'll have a look at places like ACT, Sydney and Melbourne in the house world. And you have a look over here, you know, similar statistics in the units. What do you think's going on, folks? Tell me. What do you think? The average hold time frame has pretty well doubled across property ownership or keeping the property, owning the property uh, across some major cities and it's exacerbated, it's made worse in places like Sydney and Melbourne um, and ACT. What do you see? What, what, what do you know about the marketplace? Um, yeah, yep, yep. What do you know about the marketplace? What do you know about the property values? What do you know what's going on? Well, folks, the interesting thing when you have a look at this stuff is that attached to, attached to this holding, if we go back and have a look at 2010, you guys have seen this before. I might make that a smidgen bigger. Let's have a, let's zoom in, in on this. Have a look. So if you go back to 2010, let's say, and we get sort of the, you know, I think it's the, where do we get the combined house price, you know, 593, let's say 600,000, you know, and we go over here, you know, 900,000. So again, close to double, close to double. And so now when you have a look at people who have bought properties, their prices have increased pretty significantly. Yep. Uh, but if they were to try and change, if they were to try and move in those properties, what would happen now? What, what's, and, and I'm trying to sort of not give away the answer, team, but let's have a look at what would happen if someone was to go, right, okay, if we were to move right now and, uh, and change my, uh, my property and try and upgrade it by a sell and a buy, there's significant issues in that manoeuvre right now. What would happen if someone was to sell and try and buy somewhere else? Well, two things are going to happen. A large amount of money in the form of a real estate agent's commission, right? Tell me, tell me a few of the costs. So agent's commission, agent's commission, and the stamp duty, stamp duty on a repurchase would you know, consume, let's say you sold a $1.5 million um, property as 
um, as an owner occupier. And, you know, down in Melbourne, you know, let's go 1.5 million times that by, by 2%, 1.5 times that by 2%. You could probably work that in my head, Jason. Anyway, uh, 30K, right? <laughs> and then let's say you are upgraded and uh, in Melbourne, you, were, you wanted to upgrade to a house um, and let's say you were, yeah, 3.3 to 3.5. It could be even more. Um, let's say you wanted to upgrade to, to another house well, you know, at least 30 to 40K in stamp duty, all right? And then what else? What's the other issue that this upgrade issue for most people right now is limiting people with? Well, you're going to be further out, team. You're going to be further out. You might be, you know, you might own, you know, within set of 10, 15K of, of the CBD and to then buy something, you're going to be further out, all right? So anyway. What's going on? What is happening to the market? Well, people are owning and keeping those properties longer, and that's only going to uh, make our supply issues worse, ladies and gents. And that's the point of today's conversation. There are so many things pointing towards this next decade being one of those decades where It'll be the last chance or the last opportunity for you to own real estate in a certain location, right? So let's have a look at Melbourne. I, I just pulled up Melbourne because I had a few articles and some stats in here. You know, some of these, some of these um, suburbs, you know, the median hold period, 20, 20 years, folks, 20 years. That's phenomenal, right? Um, and in at Melbourne, uh, if you have a look at that, you know, which is pretty interesting in, in the peninsula. So what is the point of this conversation? It is this. We are severely undersupplied in the world of construction. So what's going to happen right now if we're to say a 10-year strategy, if you were to purchase within the, let's say, the 20K ring of these cities and right now Melbourne Melbourne, in comparison to, let's say, Sydney, is insanely undervalued, insanely undervalued by a good 40% in comparison to Sydney and the pressures of what has happened in Sydney when it comes to values and this type of thing, right? So, and, and more specifically, Melbourne's undervalued when it comes to the apartment market uh, and the townhouse market not necessarily the housing market within that 20K of the CBD. What's severely undervalued in the 20K ring um, as a city, which is going to receive a huge amount of people and population, are those two cities, right? there. So this is the, the unit undervalue and this is the house undervalue, right? Within that 20 and the, and the house value is kind of like 20 to 30K. You have a look at how you can travel to those cities. Severely undervalued. When you compare it to places like Sydney, team, when you have a think about this. So we've got an undersupply issue. People are holding longer, holding longer. We have got no, we've got low, 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 low construction and we have a significant population increase. 
So what happens when places get more expensive? What happens when cities expand? People own and keep the real estate closer to the city, closer to infrastructure, closer to value, irreplaceable pieces of real estate for longer, folks, for longer. And when people hold things for longer, what does that do to the supply chain? Put that in the chat for me. When things, if, if the sales cycle now has elongated twice as long, right? So the, the, the existing property stock now is, turns over every 20 years instead of every 10 years or turns over every 12 years instead of every six years. What's that going to do? What are we on track for in this next decade, folks? And I keep kind of repeating this conversation, but it is so, so valid. Not only have we got a supply issue when it comes to construction and new, but we've also got an affordability issue and also an elongation of stock turnover, property turnover, which is going to exacerbate and make that worse. And how can we take advantage of that? Well, we understand where the best value is as property investors. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Tell me in the chat. Did that make sense this morning? Not only have we got some challenges and issues with new completed stock coming through, the existing stock, the existing real estate, people are going to keep for longer and it's going to turn over less, which is going to exacerbate, and especially when it comes to quality, folks, especially when it comes to quality, it's going to turn over less and that's only going to put more pressure on those existing marketplaces. We're diving deep into some of the details of these little machinations of the property investing world. Hopefully it's useful. Hopefully each of these morning chats are, uh, are landing. Anyway, there you go. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Team, join me tomorrow for another one. We do it every day, or we try to anyway. Um, of late, I've been a bit out and about, but uh, trying to get my mojo back on as we roll. Good to see all of you on this morning, and uh, I'm very happy we're back at the regular time. The regular time, eh? There you go. Anyway, folks, that's it for me today. Let me know if there's something you want me to uh, talk about. There's plenty going on, right? There's plenty going on. There is some tax things that are happening as well. Yeah, anyway, so much to talk about, so little time. The point is, folks, the point is, this is the point. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You guys know this. And uh, it's going to take time to create your wealth. Um, You know, get on with it. And the point is this from today's conversation. There are places within a decade you will never be able to afford to buy ever again. That's what's going to happen. You can't afford to buy right now. Most of us can't afford to buy in Sydney where we would like because it's done. It's dusted. It's bolted. It will never return to prices that you can afford ever. That's coming to a city near you sometime soon. That's coming to Melbourne. That's coming to Brisbane. That's coming to Perth. Those places, uh, Canberra's already like that. Um, Yep, there you go. Andy Fenton is on your profile instead of you. I don't know. Is he? Uh, I don't know. Kylie, we do go live to a bunch of different, um, different streams. Anyway, there you go. I'll have a little look. All right, folks, I'm just rabbiting on now. Anyway, hopefully you got the point of today's chat and conversation. You guys be awesome, be well. Join me tomorrow for another one, as it says down the bottom. 
Till then, folks, you guys be well, be awesome, and uh, bye for now. See ya.